Hi, and welcome to episode 7 of Fuzzy Lives Forever. In this episode, we talk about why it costs so dang much to bring your pet to the vet, play a Price is Right style game, and learn about a new animal online. I am beaming as we record because I just read all of our new reviews on iTunes, and I am so grateful to all of you who left those kind words. Thank you so much. If you haven't already, here's what you do. Open your iTunes on your computer or Apple Podcast app, search Fuzzy Lives Forever, scroll to the bottom, and click write a review. It's the best way to help people find the pod. Thanks again. Here's the episode. Hello and welcome to Fuzzy Lives Forever, a podcast... I forget our, t- our line. Go ahead and try again. A podcast by somebody who knows a lot about animals. <laughs> <laughs> is that right? And somebody who loves animals a lot. I'm a veterinarian. My name is Will. And I'm Emma. I am a triathlon finisher. Finisher! <laughs> I was, was going to say triathlete, and then I decided that triathlon finisher felt more accurate. Oh, don't beat yourself up. I'm not. You did great. Thank you. <laughs> I finished. Yeah, you did. That was the sound at the beginning there of all the bells and the whistles and the cheering. You did awesome. Thank you. Yesterday, I did my second baby triathlon, the half distance. I thought I was going to do the full triathlon this year because last year I did it and I was like, oh, yeah, I can do this. I'm going to do the full Olympic length one. And then, of course, like... A few weeks into training, I'm not training as much as I thought I was going to. It's hard. And it it's was hard. just hard, and life is hard, and <laughs> I got busy and sick and went out of town a lot. Oh, so, this is a sad story. But it was awesome yesterday. Yeah, it was awesome. I felt good. I felt strong. I did the whole thing. I didn't stop during the run, which I hate running. So I felt proud. I felt I'm proud of you, too. So today, uh-huh. on the pod... Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about something that comes up far too often or constantly as a vet, and that's money. Yeah. We talk about this a lot. I agree. You and I. Yeah, we do. Because it's, I think, one of the big, big, big differences between being a human doctor and a veterinarian is how much we have to talk about money and finances. I read a study recently that showed many human doctors rarely talk about money. Some of them never talk about money. Right. It's not like you go into the doctor and they're like, you need an MRI, but it's going to cost you this much money. They just tell you you need it and then you go do it. Yeah. And and you deal with your insurance and you deal with all that headache, but they never tell you how much anything is going to cost. Yeah. Yeah. And so unfortunately, what people run into many times is when they want to take their dog or cat to the vet, they quickly realize it's, it's not very cheap. No, it's not. And... What I wanted to at least do a little bit today was kind of share the other side of the story because unfortunately I hear, you know, occasionally in the news it'll come about vets, you know, are they overcharging? Mm -hmm. Are they just trying to get your money? Mm -hmm. And then I've had people ask or say things to me like, if you really loved this animal, if you really loved animals, you'd do it for free. Right. But... So you want to tell the veterinarian side of the story. Yeah, I do. And I think the first thing I would like to address is that very statement. That statement that if you loved animals, then you wouldn't care about the money. 
Right. But the hard thing is all of the vet bill doesn't just go into the veterinarian's pocket. You know, mm-hmm. that's that should be made very clear immediately. And what we have to keep in mind is that medical care carries a tremendous amount of expenses, whether it's a veterinarian or a human doctor. And so for for somebody to say something like, if, if you really loved animals, you would, um, you know, do this for free. It's forgetting that much of our expenses are out of our control, you know, right. just to, to pay the electricity bill, to pay the rent, to pay the staff, to pay for supplies, to pay for veterinary licenses, to pay for insurance, to pay for the cost of being educated as a veterinarian. I was going to say, not to mention the fact that you had to pay so much money, which yeah. now we're having to pay off for the rest of our lives <laughs> to go yeah. to school, yeah. to have the information right. to even be there at all. Right. And, and people will say things like, well, it was just a 20 minute appointment. How can you possibly charge me, you know? 30 or $40 or whatever it is, but it's not just a 30 minute appointment. The, the reason that a veterinarian can help you is because they've spent years and years and years of their life. Right. It's like a 12 year and 30 minute appointment. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> to have the education. Yeah, exactly. And so the tricky part is that we, we have to account for those costs. So when people say, well, your loans are your problem, the reality is becoming, as the cost of educating veterinarians gets higher, is that it's becoming everybody's problem. Yeah. Because those expenses have to be passed on. Right. And to so, the clients. Right, right. And so maybe the first thing that a lot of vets would want to clear up is that we do love animals. <laughs> you do? I, yeah, <laughs> I do. We do. And it's insane. I'm sorry. It's insane to say, if you loved animals. Right. You would do it for free. I think the truth is, is that there is no veterinarian who gets into it for the money. And I've learned this by being around a lot of veterinarians because the truth is, is that veterinary school is harder to get into than medical school. It's more competitive, but the salary is a lot lower. So there's no reason a veterinarian would choose that over human medicine if they were in it for the money. Or any other number of jobs. Or Yeah, or any other number of jobs, right? So, of course veterinarians love animals. Yeah. Of course. Right. And so it's, it's a difficult position because if we follow that logic through to its conclusion, this logic that if you love animals, you do it for free, imagine that we do start treating the animals for free. Yeah. But then when the electricity bill comes at the end of the month, who's going to pay that? Right. And then how do you help animals the next day? And so the reality is if you treat the animals for free today, there are no supplies. There are no assistance. There there are no veterinarians because, believe it or not, we have to feed ourselves too. Right. I was going to say, let alone, like, we got to pay rent and right. buy food. I mean... And I don't, I'm not ashamed to say that I we know need I money to I know I shoulder survive. most of the cost as a public school teacher. <laughs> so you're lucky to have me as your sugar mama here. In this yeah, particular case, school but teachers. not every veterinarian gets to be married to a public school teacher. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> They're not all so lucky. <laughs> so I think that what I would just like to say to the to the world is that consider the logic behind what you're saying. And it just, unfortunately, just doesn't make any sense to to have veterinary care for free. And I think one of the, the, the things that's odd about being a vet versus a human doctor is that Instead of a human doctor who says, oh, you need an MRI, and even though it's very uncommon, we should also test for, for this with this you know, expensive test. They want to be as complete and thorough as possible. 
for us, we're trying to decide sometimes, where can I get the most bang for my buck? I feel like that's one of the biggest frustrations I hear from you when you come home from work, is that you wish you could do more diagnostics and more testing, but you just can't because of the finances. So you feel like you can't like fully and adequately do your job. Right. Um, and, and yeah, the other thing I hear from you is that you really try to limit costs for people wherever you can. I try to. I mean, yeah. we try to do the best we can while really respecting their budget. And everybody's yeah. on a different kind of budget. And a big part about being a vet comes down to communication with people and setting goals together. It's it's a very open and frank relationship you have to have with somebody. And, right. and it, it is very different than being a human doctor. And one of the other l- kind of last things before, because I could talk about this for, for way too <laughs> long. But one of the other things I wanted to say was that if you've ever been to the vet and you've spent hundreds of dollars or even thousands of dollars and the vet hasn't been able to figure out what it is, that doesn't necessarily mean that that vet is dumb or that vet doesn't know what they're doing. Or all of that was worthless. Or that was worthless. That's right. right. People, strangely enough, or I can, I can kind of see the logic, sometimes we'll run a test and it won't show a disease. You know, it'll right. say everything's working normally. And I've heard people say, you're kidding me, doc. You spent $300 of my money and I don't know anything. Right. But the reality is having a normal test result is information. Right. We're sometimes ruling things out. Process of and elimination. one of the harshest criticisms I've had, and unfortunately I think many vets receive many times, is that people get very angry with you sometimes if you can't figure out what's wrong with their dog and fix it for you know 500 bucks in 48 hours. And right. if you re- recognize how complex and how broad the potential medical problems are for dogs, it is many times as complex as the possibilities for people. It is a bit of an unrealistic expectation of vets to, to think that they can fix a problem or diagnose it with just an x-ray and some blood work. Right. We talk about this all the time. The uh, the television dilemma where yeah, we watch yeah. these medical shows where they just run a blood panel or whatever oh, it is and then the, the test results come back and that's what i assumed goes on yeah you know but oh, apparently no. that's not the case <laughs> no please listen everyone it's not what happens you never run a blood test and it goes cancer in the kidneys got it <laughs> level your expectations Sorry. people <laughs> Most, um, it's Yeah, most people get it. I think most people have realistic expectations, but I certainly, on a weekly basis, I would say, have to very politely remind people that it's not going to be like Dr. House. Well, not even remind people, but people just don't know. You have to teach people that. Right. Because we don't know. Well, and the movies are, are very fun to watch, but they are very, very misleading yeah. from a medical perspective. The last thing... Um, I wanted to ask you about was what do you think, okay, considering cost, right? You go to the vet, there are major costs involved. And like you said, sometimes even with all these costs, you don't even know what's going on because medicine is hard, (laughs) I guess. Um, So what about pet insurance? What do you think of pet insurance? I love it. Yeah? I do. And I'm not even a pet insurance salesman. We promise. We promise. promise. I'm not getting pet insurance kickbacks. But the the, the people who have pet insurance are the ones who say yes to running the right diagnostics, to getting that surgery. And like insurance of all kinds, you don't know when you're going to need it. Right. But when you're, you know, when your Labrador blows out his knee and he needs a $3,000 surgery, 
far and away, the people with pet insurance, they're relaxed. They say, oh yeah, we'll do that. And they don't even really have to think about it. Whereas people who don't have pet insurance, you know, they're trying to scrape money together. They're calling friends and family. They're putting it on credit cards. Sometimes they just can't do it. And they put dogs on pain medications and you see this lower quality of care, which, you know, for human doctors just isn't a reality. But for vets, unfortunately, it is. And so... Or even putting dogs down. Yeah. 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 Right, yeah, um, unfortunately, very common. So pro-pet insurance, yeah. is it is it like human insurance where if the dog has a pre-existing condition, then you don't qualify? Like, what are, what are the, what's the criteria for getting yeah. pet insurance? So yes, on the pre-existing condition factor for most, for most kinds. And of course, I can't know everything about pet insurance, but um, if your dog has a pre-existing condition, then it's unlikely the pet insurance will cover that. For anybody who has a healthy young dog, um, a puppy, that kind of thing, it's a great idea. So get get on it sooner get rather it than soon. later. Yeah, yeah. Or or you could say, you know, as, as a dog gets into middle age, then that would be another good time to get it. Because statistically, you probably see the most problems with dogs in the first year or so of life, first year or two, right. and then as dogs get older. And so with puppies, you see things like infectious diseases like parvovirus. You'll see, um, you know, sometimes more traumatic injuries or they'll eat things. I was and so say, eat things. Yeah, so the foreign body surgery, which could cost a couple grand, that's something you see more in puppies than middle-aged dogs. And then as dogs get older, you know, six, seven years old, they start to become more seniors. And then they develop, unfortunately, very commonly things like cancer. They need dental work, Mm -hmm. you know, masses removed for whatever reason, and and they tear their knees and all that kind of stuff. And so if there's ever a time to get it, you know, puppy and then into older age are kind of more high risk, but any age is still good. Yeah. And you've been talking about dogs, but you can cover cats yes, as well? Yes, cats, and, and I believe you can cover other animals as well. Huh. Yeah. So, you know, you can you can get pet insurance for if your... If we were to get a skinny pig, we could. for example? <laughs> I think we could. I think we could. Yeah, so it's, it's definitely a good option. And then um, the other way to approach it would be to do a private savings account. You know, if you don't want to do the insurance thing, um, put thirty dollars yeah. a month into a savings yeah. account. Yeah. That's like rainy day fund right. for my pet. If they don't need it, cool, you've got that money still. But if they do need it, it's set aside. Yeah, exactly. And then the other thing too would be that many people get really caught up in the cost of their animal. You know, you can get a dog or cat for free or fifty bucks, but that doesn't mean that animal's not going to need any kind of care. And so right. you really have to ask yourself. You it's know, like a misleading cost. It is. Like, right. Because your dog was $50 doesn't mean that that's the expectation for how much he will continue to cost. No, no. And that is a very, very common problem, unfortunately, that people don't consider the cost of pet ownership. And so if you're already struggling to pay your bills or you've yeah. got a lot on your plate, please don't get a dog or a cat. Yeah. You know, just don't do it because it's not responsible and it's unfair to the animal because if something goes wrong with that animal, then you can't help them. Yeah. And so I guess that's probably a controversial statement. You could get a goldfish. Yeah. Or a skinny pig. That's right. Maybe something that's a little bit less expensive. That might but change. We're saving that. up about $100,000 <laughs> to get a pug. <laughs> yeah. To pay the vet bills. Did everyone hear that? He said to get a pug. <laughs> How the tables have turned. Right. We just need another 10 million votes for a pug. Come on, you on guys. FuzzyLivesForever.com. Go vote. <laughs> <laughs> I think that kind of covers it on the money side. I think there's more to say, and I, I obviously get kind of heated about it because yeah. I get upset by not being able to help animals, you know, and I think maybe remember that 
while you're frustrated by not being able to help your animal if you don't have the money, I can tell you that vets are frustrated too. And every vet out there that I know wants to do the best thing they can for your animal. And the money is unfortunately just a part of the picture. And be nice to your vets. Be nice. (laughs) Because we love them. (laughs) We try. going to play a game today but i'm going to explain it after you guys introduce yourselves hi i'm emily and i'm brian martin um, and we live in bellingham washington and our dog is jupiter a very manic border collie lab mix <laughs> wonderful thank you both so much for playing with us today will's here too hi <laughs> and the game The game we'll be playing today is a Price is Right style game, because on episode seven, we are talking about the cost of veterinary care. So we decided that we would talk about prices during our game today. It's going to be a lot of fun. (laughs) Do you both know the Price is Right rules? Um, No. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Something about overbidding and underbidding, and one of them's good. Exactly. So I actually did not double check this before I started, but the way I understand (laughs) it is we're going to give you an item and you have to try and guess the price of that item. Whoever gets closest without going over wins the point. You guys are playing against each other. I forgot to tell you that, too. Oh, okay. Nice. And another part to keep in mind of the prices right, this is a a kind of a strategy component. If you think the other person has overbid, so let's say we're talking about um, a a Jolly Rancher candy and somebody thinks it's worth $50. That's not a good example because it's less than... So anyway, sorry, sorry, sorry. Let me me try again. So let's say you think the competitor has overbid. You can bet $1. Because right. I remember that. Oh, yeah, okay. so if you say yeah. $1, Bob, then uh, then you have not overbid, and therefore you would be the winner. Right, you want to underbid them if you think they went over. Right? Can we call you collectively Bob? Yes. Yes. Please do. Okay. <laughs> yes, yeah. please call us Bob when you answer. <laughs> and then okay. we should alternate we got... who goes first. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll let you know who's going to answer first, and we will alternate between you for each question. Okay. All right. So Will is going to give you the first item. Emily will answer first. Okay. So these items tend to get a little bit more interesting as we go on. The first one, item number one, is a large classic Kong dog toy. Uh, This is the Petco.com price for a Kong. You know, they're kind of like the rubbery dog toys that you can put food in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Emily, how much does that cost? Uh, I'm going to say $7.99. And Brian? Ooh. I'm going to say $8.01. <laughs> the Petco price is $12.99. The point will go to Brian. What? I win. <laughs> I win. <laughs> Thank you, Bob. Thank you, Bob. <laughs> that, is, that is the Petco.com price. Number two. This is a 11.5 pound bag of 
Rachel Ray Nutrish Dish Super Premium Dog Food Chicken and Brown Rice Recipe with Real Meat, Veggies, and Fruit You Can See. Fruit You Can See. This is on uh, Amazon.com. 11.5 pound bag. Brian, what is the price? I'm going to go with $127, Bob. (laughs) (laughs) Emily, what is the price? I'm going to say a dollar. Good strategy, Emily. You get the point because Brian was way over. The price of that is twenty two forty six on Amazon. Oh, what a steal! <laughs> <laughs> All right, Emily, you're up this time. First guess. We are talking about a bubble tastic bacon bubble blower on Amazon.com. I have no idea what that is, Emma. I found it. So. I guess the idea is that dogs like to chase bubbles, so they're bacon-flavored bubbles for your dog to chase. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like a like a, ba- a blower, so that it automatically blows bubbles. How much does that cost, Emily? Wow, that's amazing. Um, I'm going to say $15.99. Okay, Brian? And I'm going to guess that that is not a real item. <laughs> <laughs> It is a real item. Please guess your price. <laughs> um, then uh, twenty bucks. Ooh. Very good, Brian. The correct answer is twenty three ninety five. Well done. Oh, nice. I know all about bacon bubbles. You really have to like the bacon blower for that price. <laughs> <laughs> the score is two to one, Brian. You are in the lead and will answer first. Number four. This is the PDX Pet Design Licky Brush on Amazon. What it is, is it's a rubber brush that you can put in your mouth and brush your cat with it. It looks like a giant (laughs) tongue, basically, that you put in your mouth and then you lick your cat with this prosthetic tongue (laughs) to groom it. Brian, how much does that cost? That, yeah, that would be worth about five dollars to me, Bob. <laughs> Emily, uh, I guess I'm gonna say six dollars. She's a strategist. Emily gets the point because it was twenty four ninety nine on Amazon. A, a steal, a steal. Once you see it, you'll believe. <laughs> okay. And who's up first now? It's Emily? Yep. All right, Emily. The next thing is a Vivo four-wheel cat stroller off Amazon.com. Does the four-wheel part, is that really that unusual? (laughs) (laughs) It's a cat stroller, so it's just like a baby stroller, except it has like a full zip component to keep your cat inside, and you push it around and take it on walks. Does it have like suspension in the wheel? No. Okay. <laughs> Good matters. question. Good question. That matters is price. I'm going to say $45. Brian? Um, no. I can go really high. Yeah, I'm going to I'm, I'm gonna think it's worth more than that. I'm going to say $46. <gasps> Whoa! You guys were so close. The soon-to-be parents who know about strollers. It, the correct price is forty nine ninety nine. Brian will take the point. Oh, for Lauren. <laughs> Your cat's worth it. <laughs> you guys don't know because you don't have cats. Okay. Um, I believe Brian will answer first. Number six. This is a three point four fluid ounce bottle of Sexy Beast, a signature canine fragrance. Perfume for your dog. 
How much does that cost, Brian? <laughs> you can buy dog perfume free in the park. Um, that that should not cost any more than fifteen dollars. Emily, wait. Uh, I'm gonna say twelve dollars. The price on their website is fifty-eight dollars, <laughs> and that's right. on sale. And that, and it is an. It used to be sixty-five, so you're actually getting a deal. Oh, jeez! Obviously, we don't buy a lot of perfume. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Emily will answer first. Okay, the next item is a Roberto Cavalli dog T-shirt. I don't know what that is. Roberto Cavalli is a, desi- a designer, a fashion oh. designer. Oh, okay, a dog T-shirt by a famous fashion designer. It's a t-shirt that dogs wear or people wear? Dogs wear. Good question. (laughs) Excellent question. (laughs) By Roberto Cavalli, who is a famous fashion designer. Um, I think I would say $30. Brian? Uh, And I, um, $30 dog t-shirt, jeez. Well, I thought dog perfume would be low, and that wasn't. Yeah, I know. I'm going to go $100. The, the price is $110. Ryan, oh, no for another point. Where, where do the points stand right now? Brian is currently in the lead. Who are these people? Five to two. Five to two, Brian. You are in the lead. Here's the next item. All right. Keep in mind how expensive some of these items have been. Emily answers first. This is a Swar- Swarovski. Swarovski crystal studded cat door flap. So, you know, like a cat and a dog door, you go in and out. This is a crystal studded cat door flap. How much does that cost, Emily? Wow, I'm going to go high. <laughs> Are you holding her? Say- you- <laughs> well, I'm going to say $90. Ooh, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say more than that. I'm gonna say, uh, hundred and fifty dollars. Probably more than that. Is that your final answer, Brian? Yeah, hundred fifty. You are both incredibly low, but Brian still <laughs> takes the point. It is a thousand dollars. Or it's a thousand dollars. You originally said that. Just go with your gut, you know. Go yeah. with your gut. Okay. Brian will answer first. Okay. The next one is a Tiffany and Co. Sterling Silver Dog Bowl. It is six point seven five inches in diameter. From Tiffany. From Tiffany. So, and and Brian, do you know what Tiffany's is? Um. Yeah. I. I that's a thousand dollars. Emily. Um, I'm going to say 300. <laughs> Brian, you are a natural. It's $2,500. No way. Although you guys are still really lowballing these prices. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, man. Okay. Clearly, we've been depriving our dog. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> Poor Jupiter. That's all I can Poor say. Jupiter. Um, I think it's Emily's next. I believe Emily answers first. This is a second generation, which is classified as an F2 Savannah cat. So this is an actual animal now. Um, It's a Savannah cat. Which is a combination of a serval and a domestic cat. So a wild wild cat cat and a domestic cat. 
It is male. It is T-I-C-A registered. It is quote unquote very beautiful, strong, big, and hungry. It is being sold by Cat Canto on Facebook. How much is she charging for this cat? Wow. Um, I'm going to go high. I'm going to say 2000 Brian? I, I, think, I think that's way low. <laughs> I'm going $1.2 million. <laughs> is that your final answer, Brian? Final answer. You are actually getting closer, Brian. You overbid, so you disqualify. But the the price is eight thousand five hundred dollars for this cat. Wow. So Emily will take the point for that one. Thank you. Okay. Now the last one is a very very special piece, <laughs> which involves some French words, and I don't know how to pronounce I feel like them. This is becoming an infomercial. It is. <laughs> if you act now, it's the La June Tulipe. Diamond dog collar. Now, this is a diamond dog collar. It's got a 1.52 carat marquee cut diamond. Um, oh, it's that's the total amount of diamonds, I think. Um, no, 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 let me take that back. There is a 1.52 carat marquee cut diamond at the center of this dog collar. Uh, it says that's the focal point of this extraordinary piece with its intricate arrangement of marquee, pear, and brilliant shaped diamonds. Handcrafted with extreme precision, La Jeune Tulipe is the crown jewel of the canine kingdom. Brian, you answer first. This is being sold on poshpuppyboutique.com. How much does that cost? Gee, Bob, that sounds like an expensive collar. Um, I'm going to say $15,000. Emily. <laughs> I don't even know what any of that means that you said about that. So collar. it's it's a diamond dog collar with a big old big diamond, diamond on it and then a bunch of little diamonds all around it. How much does that cost, Emily? Uh, I'm gonna say nine thousand. The correct price is one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. And you know what, you guys? That's okay. Brian, you have slightly wow. edged out Emily for the win, but I've considered you both winners. I think we should give them the dog collar. Wait, who so really we... won? Brian. I said he edged edged out Emily. What for was the, win. the final score? I need oh. to know the data. <laughs> Brian had a total of two, three. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight points to Emily's three. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a price here. Well done. Brian, the fancy all. boy Martins has won <laughs> the La Julie diamond collar. If only. <laughs> if only. Clearly our goals need we'll, to change yeah. We'll take it. Thank you. Thank you, Bob. <laughs> And that's the game. So they, we are going to send them something, right? Well, you, you're going to be enshrined in the Fuzzy Lives Forever Hall of Fame. Oh, that's right. You're enshrined forever. So what? So if you could, please send us a picture together with Jupiter. Jupiter. And we will enshrine you for all time on fuzzylivesforever.com. In our Hall of Fame. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Thanks for Thank playing. Thank you for playing. Fuzzy loves you. That brings us to Animals Online. Last week, I introduced you to my 
dear friend, Life with Louie the Dude, the Golden Doodle. I said it wrong last week. Ooh, that's tough. You, what'd you say? I said Labradoodle. Ooh, big, 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 big. <laughs> Not really, but big difference. <laughs> I went to Austin where my friend Monica and Ryan live, um, and they have an amazingly adorable uh, golden doodle named Louis, who I get to spend the weekend with, and he was adorable. So he was our animal last week, and the winner is the person who, um, one of the people who commented on his photo on Instagram, and this week's winner is Caroline Cervelli. Congratulations, Caroline. I have determined that this week the prize is going to be a handcrafted doggy bow tie. Ooh, and who made it? I did. <laughs> I had I had this old dress that I loved. I love the fabric of it, and it is a little bit too small for me now. Um, so I was trying to figure out what to do with it, and I saw a really cute doggy bow tie recently, and I thought I could make that. And so I did. It's nice. And I'm going to send it to you, Caroline. So um, send me your address and tell Social me... Social security number. <laughs> no? Credit card number. No. <laughs> send me your address and tell me what size your fuzzy is so that I know, like, large, medium, small bow tie, which size to make it. And you can email me at fuzzylivesforever at gmail.com or DM me on Instagram. Congratulations. Congratulations. This week's Animal Online, I decided to go with a cat. I feel Good like for you. cats haven't gotten a lot of spotlight lately on Fuzzy. No. So this week, the Animal Online is Nala Cat. She is a self-proclaimed selfie queen on Instagram. She's a Siamese tabby mix, and she's just like a really beautiful cat. She's got these big blue eyes, and most of her photos, she looks like quite startled. <laughs> Wait, she's a, she's a self-proclaimed what? Selfie queen. How does she do that without thumbs? Well, it's a joke. We're being misled. <laughs> she also can't proclaim anything. Oh, that's fair. But meow. It's fair. It's fair. <laughs> but, but meow. Um. Sometimes she wears hats in her picture in her pictures and videos. She's really cute. So I'm gonna post a picture of Nala the cat on Instagram. If you comment on that picture. You will be entered to win a prize next week. What do you think the prize is going to be next week? I think I'm going to stay with the the bow tie. This is good route. Yeah, that might be the determined prize. I've been running out of ideas lately, but these uh -huh. bow ties are pretty sweet. So you might win a bow tie for next week. Very nice for your dog or cat. That's awesome. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and that is it. That brings us to the end of our show. That's it. Thanks for listening. Fuzzy loves you. Bye. <laughs>